Hello, 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 and welcome to Break the Cycle, Episode 9. Thank you guys so much for sticking around for Week 5. Wow, this thing is moving quickly. Uh, as you can see behind me, we have finally gotten the Break the Cycle Neon Light uh, that, that was ordered uh, several weeks ago because of the Neon Light Club that was wonderful enough to uh, donate on my birthday. It looks great. It makes the shot look a lot cooler. I'm very, very happy with it, and I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, let's move on to some sponsors. Start with Lorenzotti.coffee. Uh, as you guys know, this is wonderful, delicious Italian coffee delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. It's amazing stuff. We have it at the house. We are addicted to it. We'll be ordering probably three new cans uh, very shortly, and hopefully it gets here fast because we love it. We don't know how we're going to deal without it. Uh, Top Lobster. Com, the man, the myth, the legend for all of your wonderful graphic tees, hoodies, hats, coffee mugs, uh, graphics for your show, graphics for whatever you need them for. Hit this man up. He's amazing. He does great work. That's how I got this great getting high on Liberty uh, Ron Paul shirt. And of course... Anthem Planning, uh, our new sponsor and executive producer, uh, they're amazing. Go to anthemplanning.com. They are helping with all of your emergency crisis management and planning for your business, uh, for yourself, whatever it is, is that you need. They're doing a job that the government would love to take from you for a much higher cost. So hit them up and use them every chance you get. As you can see today, I have a special guest next to me. This is my mother. Um, if you guys have been, you can say hi, go ahead. Hi. <laughs> if you guys have been uh, following the show for a while and rolling around in, in our autism chat uh, during the live the live feed, uh, you've probably seen my mother in there trying to keep up with the Tower Gang. Um, well, she came to visit. Her and my grandma and my my uh, sister have all come to visit and, and hang out. And so I figured, why not have her on the show? And since she's here on the show... Why not try to red pill her during the show? I thought that'd be a great idea for a show, uh, a Wednesday night show. What is, oh my goodness. I have one thing after another. Um, so with that, Mom, how are you? I'm good. I thought there'd be more of a script, but I'm good. She thought there'd be a script. Can you believe it? I do script out some of my shows, but why would I try to red pill my mother with a script? That's a terrible idea. Well, and also... I'm more of a libertarian than a libertarian, so I'm not exactly sure what red pilling is, but I know you're not going to kill me, so I can do this. Definitely not going to kill you, Mom. I love you to death. So, we'll start with the cathedral. Have you ever heard the term the cathedral? I have heard the term ca the cathedral because I have been watching your shows. Sure. And I feel like that some group of people that you libertarians are not overly fond of or are not overly fond of libertarians sure okay okay so the cathedral as stated by curtis yarvin who has written extensively about the cathedral is the holy union between the um the mainstream media <laughs> academia so especially colleges high schools public education um and the government and what they do is they work together to push a political narrative in this country. Um, they work together. And, and Curtis, the way that Curtis talks about it, it, he doesn't include some things that maybe some other libertarians include. Like myself, I include big tech into this. You know, the social media platforms, deplatforming, uh, you know, dissenting voices and, and, right. and ideologies that they don't like. How do you feel 
about the cathedral. Okay, so do you believe that the cathedral is a real thing? Do you believe that these uh, these entities work together to try and stifle and silence voices that they think go against the uh, the approved narrative? I absolutely do. That's a great start. We're on our way to the red pill already. I love it. Yeah, so, so, so how do we feel about the mainstream media? Okay, so you have Fox News and CNN News, right? One side obviously pushes a, a, a certain political agenda. The other side obviously per- pushes a certain political agenda. Agenda. They serve to divide this country needlessly, constantly on issues. I mean, they create wedge issues and then force them into the narrative all the time. How do you feel about the mainstream media, Mom? I do not like the mainstream media. I feel like they don't report what's happening in the world. They report what they want to report to try and control you. Other than the weather, I no longer watch the mainstream media at all. It's getting real good, Mom. It's getting real good. Okay. I try to be a good mom. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's dive into some libertarian issues. War is probably one of the biggest issues for the loudest and proudest and most unapologetic libertarians. We understand that 30% of our national budget goes to continuously bomb brown people overseas to protect poppy fields and to take over oil fields and really bad stuff. I mean, you know, these these wars have been going on my entire life in the Middle East and they've served no benefit other than uh, to to bolster the military industrial complex, which is you know a lot of the contractors like Raytheon and Boeing and stuff like that in this country. How do you feel about war, Mom? Do you think that we should continue these wars in the Middle East? Do you think that's a good thing? Do you think it's beneficial to the individual in the United States that we continue to fight wars in the Middle East? I I do not. I. To me, war is only a last resort for something, not to prevent something that we think might happen that we might not like at some point. War should be only a means of saving lives, not taking lives. And I don't feel like we've had a war that's been about saving lives in a very, very long time. Not certainly in my lifetime, that's for sure. Maybe not in my lifetime either. Yeah. Uh... I'm not that old. Yeah, she's she had her last birthday like twenty years ago, and that's it. She, <laughs> she stayed the same ever since. So, you know that your son went and fought a war with with the, the USS Constellation and stuff like that, and um, I was able to see it firsthand. But but uh, it's it's really nice to know that your mother doesn't support war. Let me tell you, that's a good thing to to hear. Were you scared? I was getting worried about it for a minute. I was like, uh oh, I don't know about how this question's gonna go. It could get it could get kind of dicey. Um, what about? Let's see. Okay. How do you feel? Okay, do you understand the Federal Reserve in this country and what they do? Kind of. Kind of. I know that the Federal Reserve supposedly is the worth of money or the value of money. And I know that there's not nearly whatever's in the Federal Reserve that supports all the money that we make or that is printed printed they print so, the money slightly i slightly understand right so the federal reserve continuously prints money devaluing the uh, uh you know the purchasing power of our dollar in this country they're also the ones who set um uh interest rates in the country as well um they're said to be not a government agency um although they do answer to the, the government i disagree yeah they're definitely a government agency i agree and and most people would also agree with you as well um 
The Federal Reserve is out of control, has been out of control for a long time, has no oversight, no auditing whatsoever by, by our federal government, um, and continuously, as I said, prints money and devalues our, our purchasing power, the purchasing power of the dollar. Um, abolish the Federal Reserve. That would, uh, at minimum, take us back to the gold standard. Uh, at maximum, get rid of the fiat dollar and put us on whatever monetary system we come up with as uh, you know individuals in this country. How do you feel about that, Mom? On that one, I may have to say that I am not knowledgeable enough to say definitively, but I feel like you've researched the issue a lot more than I have. So it's going to make... A better way of life for people. Abolish the Fed. <laughs> yes. That is my mother saying abolish the Federal Reserve. That's a, that's a good thing. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm going to be on the list now. Yeah, huh? you're on the list now. We're all on the list together. Don't worry. It's fine. We'll, we're going to have one hell of a lit gulag uh, 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 party. So, okay. Next one. Drugs. Drugs are bad. Some drugs are cool, I guess, for some people. Do you think that people who are arrested for drugs with no victims, no... Uh, crimes committed other than owning drugs or buying drugs or doing drugs should go to violent rape cages for long extended periods of time when they have made no victims with their so-called crimes. No, if a crime doesn't hurt somebody or try and take somebody's property, I don't see the sense in it being a... A law. There's people that deserve to be in jail for doing heinous things, and people that have gotten caught with a dime bag of marijuana. No, should not be in jail. Was that? Did I answer your question? That, yeah, that's okay. what I wanted you to do, though. Okay. I wanted okay. you to answer my question. Okay. That's good. That's a good thing. Okay. Let's move on to something a little bit harder. Oh gosh. Public schooling. Okay. Now. You and I both are, are products of public school. We're not dumb people. We're, we're somewhat intelligent. At least you are. Um, we're not as smart as your sister. Our, my sister is probably the smartest person in my entire family. She's also a product of public education. But the problem with public education is that it's owned by the government. They have the opportunity to push a narrative to your children. We call it the, the public school to prison pipeline. Uh, many people are not given the the opportunity or the option to send their kids to any other type of school. Um, they take taxes for it from us, even if we decide to homeschool for these public schools, which we're not using. How do you feel about school choice? Would you, if you had the opportunity and there were other options for people, would you say that parents should be allowed to send their kids to whatever school they want to send their kids to, period? Or do you think that the government needs to control our children and tell them what schools they have to go to? No, I think that schooling should 100% be the choice of the parent. Um. I would wish and hope that all parents would be sure their children get some kind of schooling and there should be something that parent, for parents that really have no idea to school their children, but I know there's charter schools and private schools and I couldn't afford a private school for you guys, but had there been a charter school, maybe with smaller classrooms, better able to discipline the unruly child. Um, yeah, I don't think public schools should be 
the only option, and I don't know why the government's involved in the choices we make in schooling our children. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over why is the government involved in any of the choices we make period is probably the best the best question but okay moving on taxes we I all, hate taxes yes that's my mother she hates taxes so taxes are the price we pay Okay, finish this. Finish this sentence. Oh, Taxes are the prices the price we pay to live in a blank. Supposed to be free. Huh? No. So civilized. So norm, normies like to say taxes are the prices the price we pay to live in a civilized society. Unfortunately, I don't think our our society is very civilized. I think that you know our tax money is used to constantly bomb brown children overseas and lock people in violent rape cages and tell parents which schools they have to send their children to, and so taxes at the end of the day. So the federal the federal income tax was not instituted until I think 1913 or 1918, sometime around World War One, with the institution of the Federal Reserve, if you can believe that. And prior to that date, we still had fire uh fire departments and roads and police and all this stuff right would you be uh amenable to abolishing the federal income tax i would love to abolish the federal income tax this is where i came from guys this libertarian here who's not not really a libertarian just a libertarian but she would abolish the federal income tax the federal reserve wars drug drug uh, convictions Starting to sound like a real libertarian here, Ma. I don't know. I don't know. That red pill's coming really fast. Uh, what else? What you else? guys just sometimes seem angry, and I'm just not very angry. Hence, libertarian. Logical is what you meant to say. Not angry. <laughs> Logical. We like to uh, we like to tell people the way it is, and sometimes I think that's kind of like our our downfall is that we 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 do a whole lot of talking and not a whole lot You're of listening. Passionate. Yeah, passionate. You're passionate. Passionate about the issues for sure. So we have we do have some issues uh, where we we get a little angry about them sometimes, and it's probably not for the best. Probably there's a better way to speak to people. Um, some people are just you can't get through to them no matter what, and so those people should be mocked relentlessly and shoved back <laughs> into their digital lockers, and that's okay. Um, let's see what other issues can we talk about? Libertarian issues. Am I missing any of the big ones here? Oh, the lockdowns. How do you feel about oh lockdowns? My God. You guys, so my mom lives in Oregon where they're actually thinking about instituting a permanent, permanent mass ma mandate, permanent, forever. How do you feel about these, uh, these lockdowns? And or do you think, to me, the lockdowns are economic, economic terrorism. I mean, 100%, plain and simple. They got people living on a UBI and shutting their businesses. They got kids that can't see other people's faces. It's, it's stunning behavioral growth. It's stunning uh, emotional growth. How do you feel about the lockdowns during the COVID pandemic, Ma? Well, I think, first of all, 
I'm a grown ass woman and I'm pretty smart and I'm pretty logical and immediately everything was intended to scare the crap out of me. It was intended to make me afraid to leave my house. And if I was going to leave my house, I had to mask my face and pretend that I was a robotic unit looking like everybody else in, out in society. And then when the you know emotional part of me took over, I thought, who are they to say I have to stay in my house? If people are scared, by all means, stay in your house because you're free. And if you want to stay in your house and be scared, stay in your house and be scared. But because we're all free, I should not be told I have to stay in my house. And I should not be told I have to wear a mask on my face because I feel like they're trying to steal all of our identities and make us into little governmental robots that do nothing but mind what they say. Oh, that's beautiful, Mom. Thank you, sir. You're doing a great job Thank here. you, son. I'm very proud of you. I did not, for the, for the record, I did not tell my mom what I was going to talk about. I just said that we're going to try and red pill you on Break the Cycle tonight. That was the whole goal. And I wondered what the, I don't even know what red pill is. So I so, knew you'd ask me questions. Well, we could talk about the, the difference between the red pill and blue pill right now. So the term actually came from the movie The Matrix, where he's like, you can take, oh, take the red pill okay, now. Okay. You can take the blue pill now and, and lock plug back into the Matrix and forget any of this ever happened. Kinanu. Right. Kinanu Reeves. Yeah, correct. That's what my mom calls Keanu. But... Or you could take the, the red pill and life for, will forever be different. And so for red pill libertarians, we understand that the media is lying to us. We understand that the national approved narrative may not always be the actual uh, um, instance. You know, we understand that the government harms people instead of helping people. We, you know, that's what the red pill means. That's the difference between the red pill. Blue pill just believes everything they're force fed on mainstream media, goes along with the, the national approved mer- uh, narrative believes in the lockdowns, believes that they were needed to, to curb the pandemic, even though it's showing like in places like Florida and North Dakota that it really didn't have an effect on the growth of cases or the, or the amount of deaths. Um, you know, the, the blue pills believe that the PCR test being up to 40 cycles, uh, 40 cycles and, and giving a bunch of false positives didn't really happen, even though the CDC has already admitted to it. You know, the, the blue pills believe all the stuff they're force-fed and the media, basically. And so that's the big difference. But... There are two other pills now. And I, I did hear you say you're a gray pill. And I, I, I'll yeah. say I'm more of a uh, eat the mushroom kind of girl. Oh, sure, sure. My mom doesn't take mushrooms in case No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> she doesn't. I know she, you know, she might, maybe in her, in her <laughs> younger days she might have. But, um, yeah, a little bit. So so now there's this black pill and the, and the, and the white pill, right? The white pill is described as... Um, you still having some hope and optimism to uh, to change, you know this this crazy cult like behavior that started in this country, especially during the pandemic. But it's been going on for years with the the social justice warrior left and how uh, you know if what you're talking about is not approved, you're deplatformed, you're mocked, you're you know all this stuff. And then the black pill is you have given up all hope completely, 100% on society, and believe that the only way forward is for you to focus on yourself. And, you know, becoming basically an agorist trying to opt out of the system. And, and uh, would you say that you're white-pilled or black-pilled, Mom? I'm definitely not black-pilled because that's completely against my nature. I'm a never-give-up-hope kind of human being. I don't know that I'm white-pilled because I'm old. And I like, I like my small little world and give my son, up, my son up to battle the big battles in the world. Um freedom and equality for all 
I'd say I'm light gray. I'd say I'm closer, yeah, light gray, closer to white because I'll never be the black pill. I always have hope. Sure. Let's talk about that word <laughs> equality. Okay. Okay. Well, freedom. I mean freedom. Sure. You said freedom and equality I for did, all. Okay. I did. I remember so, I'm a product of the 60s. Right. So there's a there's a word egalitarianism, right? And that basically means that basically means equality of outcomes, right? Now we know as libertarians that there is no such thing as equality of outcomes. Everybody's going to be different in all kinds of certain ways. Um, not, you know, we don't necessarily believe that's due to race or, or uh, not always because of economic circumstances or f familial ec uh, circumstances. But no, there is no such thing as, as um, equality of outcome unless it's forced equality of outcome, which we've seen in states like North Korea, which we've seen in places like the Soviet Union, these communist countries that force um, an equality of outcome. So, so when we say equality, we mean equality under the law, right? So if the law is a thing, right? If the law has to exist, if these, these hundreds of millions of laws that they be um, uh, equally presented on everybody. So, you know, somebody that gets busted with crack cocaine down in Oakland shouldn't get some insane sentence while, uh, you know, the two towns away in Walnut Creek, a kid that got busted with a bag of cocaine only gets uh, 30 days or something, right? Yeah. So the law should be applied equally across the board. So that's what we talk about when we say equality. Or uh, one step further, you know, um, equality of, of opportunity, right? We believe that everyone should be equally opportune to achieve the dreams and, and goals and, and financial goals that they have for themselves and their family. But that's not all necessarily going to end up with the same outcome every time, especially in a libertarian society. So You get what you put into it. Sure. You know, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Mom, you've watched me for years. You know, I don't know how many times I had to start over. It was quite a few times. Very many times. But I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and I got to work and I, and I did what I needed to do. And uh, who taught you that? My, my mother. My mother who worked three jobs as a single mom raising two kids uh, to make sure that we had a roof over our heads. My mom would get up sometimes at 4.30 in the morning, go to her first job, go to her second job on the way home, and then go deliver pizzas until 2 o'clock in the morning and get up and do it again the next day for years just to make sure that we had what we needed. So... Um, you know, where she is in life is a direct product of the hard work that she put in. Where her kids are in life are also a direct product of the hard work that she put in. Um, but I'm thinking my mom's pretty badass and red-pilled, guys. What do you, you guys think? You thought I was going to come on here in blue pill and you were going to have to convince me to be a red pill, huh? I thought I was going to have to really work to red pill my mother, but I don't think so. I think my mom's already pretty based. I've been thinking about it. When I was getting my hair did before I came to visit you... I was talking to my hair girl and I told her that I think that I ran more along the very conservative conservative lines and I sat there and talked with her around things and then, you know, because I wanted to say that maybe I was against open borders and then I totally just started talking about, but if we open our borders and the people come here and they're given the same opportunities everybody else is given to work or make it. It simulates the economy. Yes. And if they work and they make it, then what's the harm? And if they work and they don't make it and go back from whence they came, what's the harm? Right. And I totally talked myself 
My mom read, agreeing read, with open borders. Red pilled herself on immigration. That's pretty great. Well, I was getting my hair stitched. So the immigration debate is actually like a giant debate in in the libertarian world because there's those of us who believe that you know there shouldn't be open borders and and that you know if you're gonna come here and it, that you know you shouldn't be given free handouts. The welfare system needs to be completely disintegrated before we open the borders. And then there's those of us who believe that the borders should be open immediately. There should be no restraint to coming here. Um, except maybe some, you know, very, very like small against, you know, terrorists or known terrorists, but you know, who's a known terrorist these days to the government. I mean, our own people that are fed Yeah. That are fed up with the, the, the way the country acts are terrorists now. So, um, but it is, it is actually a very big divide in the, in the libertarian and Liberty movement in general is, you know, some people believe that the border should be wide open. Some people believe that we should have an Ellis Island style immigration system. So, you know, you don't, you don't really, there's good faith arguments, I think, on both sides of that. Same with the abortion debate in the Libertarian Party. There's good faith arguments. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a pro-life guy. I've been pro-life for a long time. I'm pro-life, but I would never take my feelings and make another person have to feel them. Sure, that and that's called legislating your morality. Um, and so there's a big debate there. I think, you know, obviously think it's murder, uh, and a lot of people do, and... Um, but, you know, that's something that we can really work on after we get some more, uh, you know, we gain some ground in this country as far as liberty uh, advocates go. Because right now we just don't have enough to even make decisions like that. So what's the point in having the wedge issue that we just continuously fight over uh, amongst ourselves and get no work done towards moving uh, society society into a more uh, libertarian direction? But So, Mom, so first the takeover? Well, that's the party takeover. We got to get the party based first because okay. the party is unbased, <laughs> totally unbased, blue pilled crap. And so the party, we're you know that's that's where I started several years ago was trying to push the party in a more um, red pilled direction where where the party is actually uh, unapologetically libertarian and and pushing very hard for for uh, you know these real libertarian issues instead of beating around the bush, putting out weak ass statements about lockdowns, putting out weak ass statements about vaccine passports. Um, we really need to do something bigger and, and be more bold. And so I think we're moving in the right direction. And the Mises Caucus is the one that's going to take us there. So I'm really excited. Before we uh, start wrapping it up, because this is going to be a short episode, how do you feel about vaccine passports? Are you excited uh, for, for a government to tell people that they have to have a vaccine if they want to travel? No. Yeah. The government should not be able to tell us we have to be vaccinated against anything. That is... That's our choice. Um, if you want to get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. I don't want to be vaccinated at this point, so I'm I'm not gonna. Sure. Yeah, me and either. I don't I don't feel like they have the right to tell somebody they have to do something to their body to get on an airplane. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about. If you would have if you would have told somebody uh, ten years ago that they were going to institute vaccine passports and not let you travel unless you got a very very experimental vaccine that's been you know had about two months of trials, <laughs> people would have been like, "You're insane, man! You're a conspiracy theory. You're an insane been person." The Matrix. Yeah, and now we're actually living that. Yep. And we're losing yep. ground every day, yep. every single day. Well, mom, son, I think you're pretty based. Is that good? Yeah, that's red pilled. You're based. As the base is the opposite of uh, nerd, I think. Well, I definitely have strong nerd overtones, <laughs> sure, but sure. I like base. But as far as the internet lingo goes, you're either based or you're a total nerd. And uh, I think my mom's pretty based. What do you guys think? 
Maybe maybe you could tell us in the comments how based my mom is. She did jump in on a tower once in the live chat for the show. So I thought that was pretty based. Mom mom is hashtag tower gang just a little bit. So hey mom, where can people follow you at? Um Facebook, Cheryl Ann Cox. You can follow my mother, Cheryl Ann Cox, on Facebook. She likes new friends. Uh you might have to get some like, you know, Lay's what, what do you do? Lay's reviews when the new Lay's flavors comes out with I my I think we're my gonna pop, start a but... YouTube channel. They're actually going to start a YouTube channel. You better follow my mom's YouTube channel. It's going to be the most based Lay's reviews you've ever heard of in your entire life. But anyways, Mama, I love you. I love you, son. Thank you so much for coming on Break the Cycle. Hello, what's up in the chat? I know you're not there, but I do enjoy hanging out with you guys when he's doing his live shows. Yeah, this is actually we're recording this show ahead of time. Uh, because I have some interesting things to do tonight that we'll talk about next week. We're Whoa. going on a date and all that cool stuff. So, um, Not with me. I'm babysitting. Yeah, she's babysitting and letting us go out on an actual date. We haven't had one, uh, well, since way before October. It's been a long time. So, But anyways, uh, I love you guys so much. Let's talk about these sponsors one more time. Lorenzotti.coffee. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount on Italian coffee delivered directly to your door. Top lobster.com the best in graphic tees same thing btc at checkout gets you a 10 percent discount on some of the coolest gear on the internet anthem planning for all your emergency and crisis planning needs they're amazing go to anthemplanning.com check them out uh friday we're gonna have senator main state senator eric brakey on the show i'm a huge fan of this guy if you watched his debate with dave smith on the utility of the republican party versus the libertarian party for the liberty movement you know that he's amazing he makes great points i'm very excited to sit down and speak with him it's gonna be awesome uh and coming up after that we have great shows like scott horton spike cohen michael bolden phil labonte patrick smith monica perez zuby which is going to be so cool jj boogie who's amazing 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 adam kokesh kyla mcgillicuddy and josh cybulski he's from the great white north he's one of them canadians uh he's a pretty cool guy he's a good friend of mine he wrote a really awesome book called second story work um, that i am in the process of trying to read so that i can talk about it on the show with y'all i don't get much reading time these days but anyways, Mama, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody go follow my mother or I will find you. I will hunt you down. And uh, I don't know. I'll give you a wet willy. Until then, though. Don't forget to break the cycle. Don't forget <laughs> to break the cycle. I love y'all. Say my class.